I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. 87 That is the WhatsApp number if you want to get in touch at any moment in time. We chatted about this recently. Apparently, someone uh, and the European Space Agency has detected a asteroid that's hurtling towards Earth very, very fast, but it has a potential 1 in 7,000 chance of hitting us on the 9th of September in the morning. Joining us now from the European Space Agency to chat a little bit more about that. Rudiger Yen, how was that pronunciation of your name? That's pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> okay. I'm going to have to go back and start taking proper elocution last. All teachers classes. in German. Do, That's do. Perfectly fine. <laughs> Where is the uh, European Space Agency based, by the way? Our uh, headquarters are in Paris. But here um, I work in Darmstadt, close to Frankfurt. This is the operation center. We are controlling something like 20 European spacecraft in low Earth orbit and beyond. Cool. That's very cool. Very, very interesting job. <laughs> um, one of the reasons why we reached out to you is because, uh, as, you know, as usual, every so often, you see these horrifically bad, shocking headlines saying that the world is coming to an end because there's an asteroid on course to collide with the Earth. But this latest one that apparently is a 160-something feet wide, a 1 in 7,000 chance at hitting us. If you translate this into meters, then I feel more comfortable. Oh, was it 40 meters? 40 meters, that's nice. Okay, sorry. How how scared should we be of the world coming to an end, September? Come on, come on, come on. It's one out of many. uh, The space is full of these um, rocks. And there is a chance of one in 7,000, which is um, really small. Um, I'm pretty sure in um, July, um, uh, latest in August, we will tell you that um, the chances have dropped to zero. This is something very common. 40 meters, um, we expect impacts like this every 300 years. So it's... um, uh, unlikely, but it happens again and again. And um, in this case, it could happen, but the probabilities are low. Probably you have to wait another 100 years for the next one. All I heard from you was it could happen. But it's it could low. happen. No, it could happen. It could happen any day. Um, it ha- the last time this happened uh, in. Uh, 1908 in Tunguska. That's why um, 30th of June we uh, celebrate the asteroid day. And um, so, yeah, it's 100 years ago. We have to wait another 200 years. But you know, statistics sometimes they are treacherous, can be any day. But um, 40 meters is also not the end of the world. We would detect um, it early enough. I mean, in this case, we, we have a clear eye on the sky. Um, we would be able to predict where it comes. And if the worst comes to the worst, we could evacuate the area. So it's nothing which would terminate the end, the, the, the world. But what happens if, if you do notice that it's becoming a little bit too serious and it's going to happen? 
What you, where are we going to evacuate to? Um, we have uh, at the United Nations uh, uh, board, which is called the Interagency um, Asteroid Warning Network, and um, there we coordinate our efforts. We work together with NASA, and um, so we compare our predictions that um, no, nobody's doing something wrong. So we have completely independent software where we um, um, process the observations and we make the predictions. And if something would happen, um, and if it's too late for de um, deflection, this is another option. If it's detected 10 years before, we could maybe deflect it. But let's say um, if we know 20 days from now, um, it would um, approach, then we would um, need to um, start evac evacuation measures. We just um, a few weeks ago in Washington, we had an exercise where um, we simulated a 60 meter object approaching um, Manhattan in New York. And um, this was the really challenge to um, evacuate things. And um, so we are preparing for this. Uh, in the worst case, we, that's what we would have to do. Gosh, well. That sounds uh, it sounds interesting, but let's just say well, let's take worst case scenario because you know we work for the media, we have to sensationalize absolutely everything, everything. and just <laughs> have doomsday scenario running twenty four seven. No, but if a forty meter object does wind up colliding, let's say with Dublin here, right? What kind of damage would it do? Forty meters. Um, if you don't evacuate, uh, there would be probably casualties. Um, forty meters would create an enormous um, shock wave, has um, many many times more energy than the bomb. Of Hiroshima, so um, a lot of buildings would be just um, gone, would be uh, destroyed. Um, maybe you have seen videos from the 2012 event in Chelyabinsk, yeah. um, 2013, um, where a 20-meter object um, exploded over a city, and there were um, 7,000 buildings were um, a bit damaged. 1,500 people went to hospital because they got fragments from windows in their faces. Um, so no, there were no casualties. Uh, this is um, maybe the threshold where still um, things go okay. But 40 meters, um, th there would be um, buildings would be completely destroyed in the epicenter. Let's say. Do you know what I was thinking? If uh, if that did happen in Dublin, in particular. We just have this layback attitude. Even if we knew it was happening, we'd probably just be like, "Ah, you're overreacting. It's fine." And then we'd all just die. Yeah, your boss wouldn't even let you off early. No, like, I don't care if there's an asteroid coming. You haven't hit your sales <laughs> targets. I'm sorry, it's four o'clock. You um, can't go till half five. Sorry to be uh, to have a spoiler, but these 40 meter objects, um, we looked at it where it come. It's somewhere to Antarctica. It will never make it to Dublin. Ah. So. Unfortunately, in this case, you're off the hook. Good, because <laughs> we were talking about this briefly the other night, and I actually was sweating. I had sweat <laughs> coming out of my hands because he was scaring me to death. Sorry, yeah, well, this is what we got to do, right? we got to Yeah, but uh, look in the database. We can find someone which um, has some chance, one in a million or so in... in 10, 20 years and <laughs> going over Dublin for a millisecond. Um, there are <laughs> enough rockets, enough rocks there in, the, in space. Yeah. Don't worry. If you want to be scared, you can get scared. Um, but you have to be willing to be scared. <laughs> yeah, if, if, let's say, the 40 meter one um, crashed into the sea, would that be something that would create a, a huge tsunami? Not really. Um, there, we made simulations if an object crashes in the sea. Um, the simulations more gave uh, wave heights of one meter, so they're not huge um, tsunamis. Okay. Um, tsunamis are created when you have um, a submarine um, landslide and an earth, uh, uh, sea quake where um, 
they have different frequencies so when you throw in a, you can compare it in, on a global scale it's like a sand crane in a, in a bathtub it's not creating huge waves Okay, well, well that's good to hear that's good to hear very good to hear at least. now I've seen on the European Space Agency website that you have a, a risk page of literally you know hundreds upon hundreds of different objects like asteroids or, or meteors or whatever that might be on a potential collision course with the Earth but what has been um, you know you might be able to know all of them but what maybe off the top of your head is one of the biggest threats that might be coming down the line um, to collide with Earth in the future? Um, we have defined a Palermo scale. Um, there you take the, the object size, of course, the bigger, the worse it is. Yeah. Um, you take the impact probability, um, the higher the probability, the worse it is. And you take the time when it's the uh, next 10 years, it's worse than if it's in 2100 or so. So these three parameters, we scramble into a formula and out comes the Palermo scale. And currently, um, the number one in our risk list, which contains 870 objects, is an object called 2010 RF-12. It's nine meters. And um, the reason why it's so high, it has an impact probability of one in 16. But it's only nine meters, so it would not create um, a, a terrible damage. Um, but um, because of the impact probability, it makes it to number one. Um, Apophis is a very famous object um, which was detected in 2004 and when we had the initial um, observations we were scared that it hits the earth in 2029 and this block is 375 meters in size so this would be a global killer um, would um, yeah if it goes on Ireland um, you can <laughs> bye bye Ireland it's enough to go to Britain you probably go to Africa or somewhere <laughs> right. it would be in uh, our European scale um, did um, devastation and um, but um, then when we observed it um, again and again we realized it will miss the earth in 2029 but it will have a close flyby and when it's deflected in a certain direction it comes back in 2034 and then it's deflected again and now it has still a small impact probability in the year 2068 i will not be i will not live <laughs> anymore at that time you don't care, but the younger people <laughs> in your audience um i can tell you this the probability is one in five hundred thousand, so it's very unlikely but because of its big size it's still number six in our risk list cool. so there's nothing imminent where i can say um, oh this we should really worry about it either they are small and have a high probability or they are big and have a low probability but all of these 870 which we um, have in our um, eyes they are pretty much at a low risk okay so i'm safe for now yeah you're safe for now yeah but um, we detect daily um, new objects um, the ones bigger than um, one kilometer we almost found all of them but um, 10 meters, we estimate that 10 million of them, and um, we only know the tip of the iceberg. There are Gosh. many, many, and we keep detecting them. And um, yeah, some of them, they, they hit the earth and they uh, see a, new, a nice fireball. This happens regularly. Would we be better off maybe going to Mars or somewhere? No, no, I think Earth is a nice place. We have a good atmosphere, which um, keeps um, a lot of trouble away from us. Um, hitting by an asteroid is un more unlikely than hit being hit by uh, lightning. 
or um, if you take um, Ryanair or whatever airline, um, <laughs> it's much more dangerous than um, <laughs> being hit by an asteroid <laughs> right. or driving a car. You should not drive a car. If you tell your people um, how dangerous driving a car is, yeah. they would stop immediately. Yeah, so hopefully take, if, take if, a bicycle. That's more safer. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you're listening right now and you're terrified of the asteroids, make sure to be terrified of uh, you know everything, flights and cars, exactly. and don't go outside and live in a bubble. Exactly. And hopefully, we'll but be I am okay. scared of all those things. Bar driving. I'm scared of planes. I'm scared of. Well, you should be far more scared of driving. Lightning. Yeah, there you go. But I'd be way. Well, I just think like if you were to die by plane, you're kind of going very slowly, and then lightning. I just feel like you'd feel that pain very suddenly, and it'd be horrible. Well, I don't think you'd notice it. Would you? You just kind of get yeah, rid of an asteroid. I think it at least should be pretty fast. <laughs> oh, okay, well that's good. You, you would not suffer a long time. <laughs> and I, I imagine it would be a nice, a nice visual as well. It'd be like fireworks for a second, and then the shockwave would come and just rip you apart. But um, before we, we let you go, Rudiger, one one final question, right? What size would an asteroid have to be to hit Earth to kind of have? like an extinction level event to wipe out mankind? Uh, dinosaurs 66 million years ago, um, we estimated that it was 10, 10 kilometers. Um, it would not completely wipe out the whole civilization, but um, it could destroy a whole continent and the rest uh, would be completely affected because uh, the, cl- the climate would change. There would be um, complete cover of dust uh, thrown in the atmosphere. So um, something like 5 to 10 kilometers in size would um, create a lot of um, trouble to um, humankind. A lot of problems, 5 to 10 kilometers. But um, those big objects we have in our field of view, we know where they are. And um, for the next thousand years, there's nothing on the horizon to worry about. Oh, that's oh, good. Low risk. We're not <laughs> going to live that long. So great, it's great, 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 great grandkids that have to sort that stuff out. <laughs> yeah. And who knows? They might have ruined the planet anyway. I'd say they would. We definitely <laughs> would have. Exactly, yeah. exactly. That's more danger. Yeah. 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 The danger is. Yeah. Yeah. The, the global straw. warming will hit first. The, yeah. the straw I got next door. Um, cool. Well, listen, uh, Rudiger, thanks a million for popping on this evening. Um, is there uh, what's the website for the European Space Agency where people can keep an eye on the, the different things that you're up to? It's any. NEO, Near Earth Objects, so NEO dot SSA, this is Space Situation Awareness, so NEO dot SSA dot ESA dot INT. Perfect, deadly. Listen, we'll tweet that out from our uh, at the Room 104 Twitter handle and Instagram as well. But uh, thanks a million for popping on. And again, fingers crossed for no asteroids this September. We take care of you, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Bye bye. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. 